Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, I feel anxious to get going. I take the bird in my hands, close my eyes like I did when we were praying. The warmth begins to come back. You open your hands and you look down at the bird and it begins flapping its wings, slow at first and then quicker, and it takes flight. I pack up, you know, I throw my pack back on my shoulders and pick up my stuff and I'm, I'm ready. Seemed like a good kid. I want to do you a favor. I'm going to need something in return. But I need to know that you can use these tools that are laid out here as you say they are your possessions. I'm verily proficient in the tools you see. There is a certain higher up who carries a ledger. Hey, listen, you want out of here? No. What's your mission? I steal something from Dinglehopper Never Never. Lord Dagold Never Ember. That's, that's what I said. I'm looking for uh, uh, Mr. Gabriel. You, I'm sure you're of the highest character. If you were to find him, perhaps the Fallen Tower. I'm too drunk to teach you right now. Can I can I find you somewhere tomorrow? I'll probably be here. Okay. Um, Maybe come can- by a little earlier in the day. I've never seen anything like you before. I'm a dragonborn. My name's Glim. Uh, well, it's very, it's very nice to meet you, Glim. I'm, uh, I'm Moot. Nice to meet you, Moot. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. And with me today is Carla Johnson. That is me. I play Nerixious Acra, better known as Glim. And Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I play Moot. He's a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. And Amy Moore. Indeed I am. I play Sullivan Slate, or Sully, a Lightfoot Halfling Rogue. How's everybody doing? Great. So good. Doing really I'm a well. dragonborn paladin. I didn't say that. You didn't. You have to say it because it's all new. It's new. Yeah, it's I so have new. to say it. Yeah. It's new, new things. New things are happening. Um, where new things are always happening is over on Patreon, where you can come and join us. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. And if you're a patron of ours, you get an episode dedicated to you. And today's episode is dedicated to Setzer Orion. Setzer. Thanks, Setzer. Thanks, Setzer. You rock. You rock. Get Thank you. If you want to join us over on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Uh, we'd, we'd really love to see you. Let's just jump right in. Fuck it. Let's play D&D. <laughs> Previously... Glim, you have made it to Neverwinter, and you just met a, an, an interesting half-orc who mm-hmm. just ran the other direction. So now it's nighttime-ish, early nighttime, dusk. Uh, what you doing? I think I will probably grab a snack and then, like, wander. Just to, like... Like, Glim hasn't been anywhere, right? She's so sheltered. So just to, uh, yeah, like, check out this new city. Sure. So you've come into kind of the uh, northeastern (laughs) entry to uh, Neverwinter. Um, There is a a large outcropping where caravans can kind of pull in, offload everything that they need to, and then ride back out. 
in the vicinity, you see a, a few different shops, most of which are closed at this point. There's a, a bustle of noise going on down the street in the direction that the half-orc ran. There is a dimly lit information center. Which calls to you. It, it does. For Back some reason, that calls to me. But I need my snack first. Yeah, as far as people kind of in the street, there are mostly the people that you were on the caravan with. But yeah, that's what you see. Dude, you need your snack first. I thought you'd have, like, literally a baggie of, like, I don't know, Weed. granola. Oh, I, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I have snacks. Like, trail mix. Yeah, totally. No, no, that's, like, so on brand for Glim. You pull out a snack pack, like, that's how. That's no, it would be at. something like granola. Like, that's, like, some gorp. Like, that seems right. Um, maybe I'll ask my good friend from the caravan. I want to ask them where I should go get some food. She's kind of busy offloading some of her stuff from one of the caravans. Hey, Nalal. Yes. You've been here before, right? Uh, a few times, yeah. Where would I go to find some sort of delicacy on a budget from a street vendor? A delicacy on a budget from a street vendor? Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, if you walk down, you hear the noise going on down down off to the east there? I do. Um, so if you keep going down that way, you'll eventually run into the Fallen Tower, which is a very well-known um, tavern uh, in the area. They've got some pretty good uh, pretty good food. Um, a little bit of a shady, shady clientele from time to time. Um, but also on the way, I mean, sometimes there are street vendors kind of just milling about, getting that, that sweet drunk coin, you know, how they do outside of taverns. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so great to travel with you. I love you very much, and I can't wait until I see you again. That love word again. Uh, every time. It just really gets me. Um, I am fond of you as well. Glim, it's a pleasure riding with you. I hope to see you again soon. See you soon. Yeah. Um, God, I love it. <laughs> She's a delight. I love you. So <laughs> I love you very much. I love you very much. She just much. has had like that. That's her whole life has yeah. been that, right? Um, so she is going to go towards the Fallen Tower because shady character sounds pretty fun. The thing that I think is fun about Glim is like she's very big and strong. So she's very innocent, but not like helpless, fearful and not helpless. Exactly. So. So why not? Sure. Why not? There are um, varying degrees of inebriated people. I don't know how much drinking went on in your your um, village. I think it would have been a thing, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there are some people who are pretty far end as far as that goes, um, coming from the direction that you are walking. Um, specifically, there's a human and a dwarf. Bustling about telling stories as they kind of come up to and walk past you. And you continue on down the way and you make it to a pretty well lit for what you've seen so far. Most of the stores have all their lights are, are snuffed. And you make it to a literal fallen tower. Um, it looks like it's been broken or sheared off and it's fallen into the street. There's a loud, jovial goings-on inside. 
Uh, great. Okay, I'm gonna go in there. Is there a performer or anything? Uh, it does sound like there's a bard uh, playing. Yep. As you as you get closer to. I go in and like go up to the bar and order probably like a pint of beer. <laughs> that you're gonna feel a like <laughs> <laughs> No, I think like Glenn would drink. I think like she's not a child, and it's like again big and strong, so probably has like a very good tolerance for alcohol because she's like. Yeah, so you walk in, and it's, um, as far as like the outside goes, it's, it looks like a destroyed tower. Inside, it looks uh, very well kept, all things considered. There's warm woods. Uh, most of the tables are pretty much full. Some of them have a couple people passed out on them. Others look like they're kind of finishing up their drinks and moving out, given uh, the later hour. Um, and you walk up to the uh, bar... There is a, a dwarven woman behind the bar, and she's busy serving some uh, some people who are more or less taking up most of her attention. Um, but she kind of catches you out of the corner of her eye, walk up, and she kind of hushes them for a little while, slams a couple of tankards down in front of them, and walks over to you and says, What can I do for you there, miss? Hi, could I get a pint of your finest ale? And can I still get something to eat? Is it too late? Yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, it's getting a little bit late, but um, uh, we can certainly give you give you some food here. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Well, let me get you that that uh, that ale here. And you didn't even try for a woman's voice, do you? Just a dwarven woman's, very She's masculine. A dwarven oh, woman, very very deep. Yeah, well, She's all very, types. She has a very sexy voice. All types. And she comes back and she's like, well, uh, the menu's been pretty picked clean. We've still got some of the special tonight. It's a roasted tarantula with hairs carefully singed off and their fangs used for toothpicks later. Tarantula? There's, lo- there's a lovely sauce that goes with it, too. No, I mean, tarantula is my number two favorite spider to eat. So, perfect. What's your number one? Uh, you know that big one that, like, eats birds? It's, like, really big, so it's, like, quite oh. meaty because, you know, I've got a big appetite. I haven't eaten any of those. They're, ever. like... Didn't even know I there made, were spider-eating I, birds. They're enormous. Wow, you must have traveled... You must have traveled all over the place to see spiders like that. Oh, I haven't been anywhere. Those are local to where I'm from. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, though. I like you. I'm going to go get you some tarantulas, extra sauce... Because I feel like it. Hey, thanks. I like you too. <laughs> she puts down the the ale in front of you there. Uh, perfect. And she goes off into the back. Uh, I'm gonna like scan around, see who I see. Who was it? Was like a group of people that she was dealing with before that are also sitting at the bar. Yes. Yeah. There uh, looks to be uh, two human males, a a female half elf, and a dwarven male. And they're kind of, they've turned into themselves, or not turned into themselves, but like turned and are talking to themselves uh, loudly. Some of them are talking about uh, joining the, the mercenary force um, to, to go off and fight against the cult of the dragon. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to want to talk to them. So I'll, I'll approach with my, with my pint in my hand and say, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the males turns and says, what, what, what can I do you for there, drag, dra- dragon friend? Uh, hi, I'm Glim. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I couldn't help but overhear that you're talking about fighting the cult of the dragon. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're, um, terrible. So... Well, so I just left my home to uh, maybe oh. come help that fight I just got here. And I okay. I thought, these seem like experts. Maybe they can tell me the best the best way to help fight and the main sources of conflict and who the major players are and all the socio-geopolitical situations that are happening here. Can you guys fill me in on that? They kind of look to each other and they start to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I'm I'm having trouble taking you seriously there my dear. So what you're saying is you have no idea what's happening. Well, I wouldn't say no idea. A bard did come to my village and tell us that, you know, this cult of the dragons trying to rise Tiamat and obviously Terrible. Obviously, yeah. I don't want that. I I follow Bahamut, so that's, you know. Oh, Bahamut, just, a dragon dragon god. But a, a, the very best Believer in truth and justice and peace, dragon. Yes, God. yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Um, you know what you can probably do is we need lots of people. You know what? I'm a recruiter. I could get you right into the battle if that's what you're looking for. What? Where's the battle happening? I've only just arrived in town. Would I have to like ship out tonight or? Yeah. Well, not tonight. We're leaving in a, in, in, in like a couple days. We're actually we're probably leaving tomorrow morning, and uh, he- and heading down down south, uh, down to the Well of Dragons, where the cult has their little setup going on down there. Oh, so the main headquarters. That's where. Yeah. We're getting all the all the people who wanna who wanna just fight and do good, and you sound like you want to do that. You must be very high ranking. Pretty pretty high ranking, and he gets an elbow into the side. Like I mean, I'm I know some people. Huh. Okay. And what are your names? Uh, my name's Lop, Lop Kim, and this is my friend uh, Kenrat. <laughs> Is this and the two humans? Micro phone. <laughs> Those are the two humans. Okay. My my dwarven friend here uh, is Eugenie. And your elven friend is Jean Genie. Ah. Uh, her name her name is Uchu. And they all kind of tip their head to you as a couple of them turn back to their drinks and just allow uh, allow Lop to continue talking to you. Mm-hmm. And so, how long have you uh, been fighting the Cult of the Dragon? Uh, ever since basically day one. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no, no hands for hire here. We've been uh, we've been with with the forces since they've been starting to make their way into little towns and villages. Hmm. See, I'm a little bit confused because I did overhear. I was eavesdropping. I apologize, but it sounded like you were just thinking about maybe joining up. So. Feel like one of these stories isn't maybe quite the truth. So you're eavesdropper. So you're pulling my leg. That's what you're saying. I like her. You're funny. I like her. She's you guys good. are funny. That's funny. So, so you're not fighting yet, then? No, but I mean, I do know people who could probably sign you up if that's what you're interested in. And uh, that bartender yeah. comes back. Uh, with your plate, and she says, "Oh, here, I'll just bring it down here to your drink. Uh, you might want to eat up." Thank you so much. Hey, guys, if you, I love a laugh. So, 
I'll, I'll be back after I eat my dinner. You can tell me some more stories, maybe. Oh, so many, so many stories. I'm going to have to think of them. You can't believe it. <laughs> and I walk away kind of laughing. I got a good sense of humor about the whole thing. I, we would pull pranks where I was from, too, on new people passing through. It's fine. And then I'm going to just, like, dig into that delicious tarantula dish that I'm eating, apparently. <laughs> Well, at least, you know, the hair has been removed. Mm -hmm. Carefully singed off, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the fangs have been placed like toothpicks on the side of the plate. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Probably say that you you kind of spend uh, some more of your evening there. Um, Do you go and find lodging somewhere else, or do you try and find something there? If there's rooms there, I probably would just stay there. Like, I really like the bartender. She is really great, and I mean, you know. I'm, I'm happy wherever I ate that delicious meal, so if I can find a room there, I'll just stay there. Sounds good. We'll say you get a room there, and we'll cut to the next morning. Sully, you are, you just kind of wake up with the, the sunlight coming through your bars. Um, you hear birdsong outside, and uh, you hear your good friend Merv down the way kind of coughing and stirring as he usually does waking when he wakes up. Like, <laughs> Merv! Yeah. Oh, you're sounding old today, buddy. I, well, I mean, I kind of am old. It's worse in the morning. Well, you know, you, you lay down, everything settles. Yeah. Everything kind of settles, and yep. everything's got to work itself back out. Work on the sea, you know, there's a lot of things that get in there. I, what? Sea science. That doesn't sound like real science. Are you ready, buddy? Are you ready? Today's the day. What are we doing today? Well, today we go in and I get real close to the bars and I go, we're going to steal Lord Never Ember's ledger. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. You sure you want to do this? Well, okay, I guess you could stay here. No, I mean, I'm going to come. Because, you know, if we get out of here. But, I mean, it still sounds like a terrible... Do you know who Lord Never Ember is? Uh, a lord? Like, the <laughs> lord of Neverwinter. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. Do you think he has more than one ledger? I mean, did you not get a description of the ledger? Yeah, I'm sure I did at some point. <laughs> I have total faith that this plan is going to work. I love that the biggest concern is that there might be more than one <laughs> <Yeah>. ledger. <laughs> She's going to walk into a vast, Shit. like, ledger I... room. It's just, like, wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling ledgers. Like, fuck. A ledger God Rolodex. And like, oh, shit. I don't uh, even know. Take as many as you can carry, Murph. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Hopefully they give us a bag of holding or something for all the ledgers we're going to find up in here. Whew. Yeah, well, I'm, I was lucky to get some of the items that I did manage to, uh... Not leave with her, so that's fine. That's good. It's fine. So yeah, you sound ready. Totally so ready. ready. Totally ready. Let's do this. Door opens to the jails. <laughs> as soon as I say, let's do this. Um, so and uh, one of the guards walks in with the tray of breakfast. More slop. Mm. Slides it under Merv's and then slides it down to yours and then turns to Leaf. Oh wait, oh, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, wait. What? Are we getting out? Why would you get out? You're prisoners. Well, we've got a secret mission. Yeah, that's what all prisoners say. Do they really? Yeah. They all say they have all, a secret mission? All of them. They say they're here on a secret mission and they've been wrongfully accused and they shouldn't be hanged or have their head chopped off. 
Yeah, I bet anyone in that situation would say that. But no, I just had a meeting with uh, Miss Fuck. I've never met Miss Fuck. Well, then you're missing out, my friend. Sounds um, like it. <laughs> Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. Miss Madam Meow Meow. I have Ma'am down here. Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. All right, Miss Ma'am Meow Meow Meow. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are there three meows? Meow? <laughs> Say that again, meow. Are you meow? <laughs> so, wait. Are you super droopering me? <laughs> Eat your slop right, meow, and then I'll come back with Miss Madam Meow Meow and Meow. Miss <laughs> Madam Meow Meow is not going to come down here and talk to me, but I just went up there and talked to her, and I'm not going to tell you the secret plan. You look like a lackey. You got me right. Cool, but you're like, could you just tell her? Yeah, I'll go tell her. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I got her direct line right here. He Let's walks out and he flips the bird as I he walks. I flip him back. Both of them, my teeny tiny fingers through the bars. Uh, as the door shuts, Merv says, are you sure? Yeah, no. There's a secret mission? Yes. I didn't just make up that whole conversation. I didn't just make up that whole conversation. Make a persuasion check. Oh my god. 18. Alright. Alright. Um, well, hopefully they they come for us soon because we're getting out on our own here. Well, you know what? We're just fueling up. They just want us to fuel up before we go. That's all he it is. He picks up his slop up, tray Mr. and sits back down and starts eating away at it. I kind of push mine around a little bit. I'm picky. Where, where are you moving? You're probably waking up at this point. Uh, sure. Back at Nogwoods? Yeah, you, so you went back to Nogwoods. You just ran back after meeting this, this dragonborn who helped you up in the street. So you were waking up. You had made it back. Uh, there, were, there was a key and a note left on the main door, or main kind of desk at the entranceway there, because everybody had gone to sleep by that point with uh, some directions to your dorm. Uh, you had made it safe and sound, and now you're waking up the next morning. Lovely bird song and lights coming in through the through the, sh- the shade. Uh, what time of the morning is it? How late does Moot sleep? I guess should be the better question. Uh, well, he's still a youngster, so he takes as much opportunity to get all the sleep that he can. So all I'll right, say until, yeah, 10.30? Sure. Knowing your appointment isn't until the lunch hour, uh, you sleep uh, the better part of the morning away and are waking up. Sun's a little higher in the sky than had previously mentioned. Maybe you woke up a little bit and you, know, you just closed your eyes again and then woke up at 10.30. Uh, I'm going to put on my uh, the best clothes that I brought because it's, you know, first day of school. Got to look sharp. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to head back over. I'm assuming uh, Gabriel's back at the inn again or am I eating him somewhere else? Uh, I think he told you to meet you meet him there uh, okay. at the fallen at the fallen tower. Okay, yeah. So I uh, you know one final spot check in the mirror before I go, and I make my way back to the fallen tower. You make your way back down, and you pass by Shilso, who uh, who calls to you and says, uh, "You found everything okay?" Uh, yeah, yeah, I found everything was great. The note and the key, it was it was all perfect. Ah, good. Yes, yes. Well, good. Um, well, uh, you're you're off for your day then. Are you gonna go do what 
people who don't go to the school but stay here do? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to talk to this Gabriel guy and see if he can to teach me a thing or two. And I had a question: Is there like a laundry service here at the school as well? Because I mean, I only brought a couple of outfits, and one is pretty dirty after after some travel. So I wonder if sure. I could maybe get it cleaned. Yep, uh, we could probably do that for you. Um, you know, you're staying here. We can uh, just if you just you know, here's a bag. Just leave it outside your door. It'll be cleaned up for you by the time you get back. Oh, oh, perfect. That's awesome. So I uh, run back to my room and and throw those clothes in a bag. Uh, You head back out and down and out to the Fallen Tower, unless you're stopping anywhere else on the way. Uh, No, I figured I'd probably go right there nice and early. You know, apt pupil, etc. You make it there. um, I'd say you probably make it there. Early-ish, like probably quarter two, 11.30, quarter two. Yeah, that seemed fair. Sure. You stroll in, and there's a. it's a very thin crowd compared to the, the scene that you walked into last night. Um, there, uh, There's one bartender who's kind of cleaning up, um, cleaning up the glasses and the tables and just rearranging after a night of frivolity um, that the city had underwent. Uh, is there the bartender that was working yesterday in there, or is there a different one this time? Uh, there is a different one. Perfect. I'll stroll over to the bar, and I'll say, uh, oh, uh, bar- bartender, have you have you seen Gabriel? Is, has he been in yet? Uh, Gabriel, no. He usually uh, gets in um, later. Because I'm, I'm supposed to meet him here at noon. Hmm. Okay, uh, well, hopefully he's he's keeping his appointments today. Does he, um, the way you said that makes it seem like maybe that's not what happens every day. Is that not what happens every day? You, you don't know Gabriel very well, do you? Uh, no, no. Okay, well, um, sometimes he does. Sometimes he's really good. Sometimes he's punctual, and sometimes he's not. So... Okay, so just uh, I'll get I'll get what I get, I guess, huh? That's what I'm getting at. Uh, can I get you anything while you wait? Uh, do you have any like decks of cards or anything I can maybe borrow? We'll kill some time before he shows up. He kind of looks around. I think we used to have some in here. Let me. Uh, he lifts up a bunch of stuff underneath one of the tables or uh, behind the bar, and then pulls out a deck of cards and tosses it across to you. So yeah. There you, there you go. Uh, okay, I'll just nothing, go. Nothing to eat or drink. Uh, yeah. Just, do you have something like a a lighter beer, something in that neighborhood? It's a little early for me to start with the heavy stuff. I mean, we got water. I'll take one of those. <laughs> sure. Some What's places, the lightest beer you have? <laughs> water. Some places do not look kindly on uh, those who order just water. That's fair. Uh, you seem like a nice kid. And you're going to be waiting on Gabriel a while. I'm not going to steal your money. I'll give you some water. And he slides a glass across the bar to you. Uh, perfect. Yeah, thanks. I'll just, uh, I'll be over there. If you see Gabriel, send him my way. I'm sure you'll see him before anybody else does. Well, I'm just going to be looking at the door nonstop. So yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> if he sneaks in through the back way, there's no back way. Just keep an eye out. 
Perfect. Will do. He goes back to shining up the glasses there. So you sit down at one of the tables, um, and you hear some footsteps coming down the stairs, and you see the dragonborn that you saw last night as Glim enters the room. Glim, what do you do? I mean, I was just making the stupidest big smile, and that's probably <laughs> what is actually I, Carla, was doing it. But really, yeah. it's probably what Glim would do, too, because she would recognize him. She'd be excited. Um, so I'm going to walk down the stairs and... Um, Tell him you love him. <laughs> not yet. I barely know him. I just really like him. We did not ride on a caravan together. I for really like minutes. him quite a bit. He was so clumsy. That's <laughs> falling down. Um, so yeah, I'm going to walk up and say, good morning. Oh, oh, it's, it's you again. Hi. It's you again. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm great. I had a, a great night's sleep last night. I'm excited for uh, my, I guess it's my first day of school to an extent. Oh, that's an exciting day. I can't remember if I gave you my name. I'm Glim. And I hold my hand out. Uh, yeah, yeah, Glim. It's uh, Moot. Moot, it is so great to see you again. Where are you going to go to school? What are you going to go to school for? Tell me everything. Uh, okay, um, to answer the first question, I think it's here. Uh, oh, is it and like the a bartending question, school? No, no. Uh, second question, we'll cover that. Um, I'm trying to learn magic. And oh. there was a guy here last night that the that the school, the Nogwood School of Wizcraft and Witchery, uh, sent me over here to uh, to talk to this Gabriel fellow. So I'm hoping he'll he'll be able to help me out. What kind of magic? I see you've got cards. Are you going to do like card tricks? sleight of oh. hand what kind of magic are you going to learn if only we had we had a magician quote unquote that came to our our village one time and he was really good with that stuff but he wouldn't tell me how any of them were done i love a magician i they guess it's in their so much code fun. or something that yeah, they don't want to tell about you that i asked so many questions and they wouldn't tell me any of the secrets yeah, either it's the worst um but no so i don't think uh i don't think it's going to be that type of uh magic it's it's I seem to have uh, well, what the what the lady at the school called was wild magic. Oh, so that sounds and exciting I, and kind of dangerous. Is it dangerous? Uh, it was scary. I yeah, I, I can't really like control it. So I'm hoping that's what Gabriel can help me out with. Wow, you know what? It sounds like we have a lot in common because I also have a very special gift. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> this sounds conceited. But I think I'm, like, maybe going to help save the world. Oh. I have, I have a calling. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I shot, like, this freezing ray out of my hands one time. Yours is way cooler. I don't know if it is. A freezing ray sounds pretty cool. But, like, saving the world, that's awesome. Well, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, and we're friends now, so I feel like I can be honest, I don't exactly know how I'm going to do that. Okay. But I think... That I can. I'm looking for, hey, I'm looking for some people to help me. And I... To help you save the world? This sounds kind of crazy, but I think you might be one of them. What makes you say that? I'm, like, I, I, I don't it's, even know how to do this magic stuff. I, I just have a feeling. I don't know. I don't know, Moot. I just have a feeling about you. Okay. That's cool. The door opens with a loud bang and then heavy footsteps and Moot, you see Gabriel kind of, he's got his 
He's got a hat that's low on his face. Sunglasses are on. Tucked (laughs) into himself. And he goes over and up to the bar and just holds up a finger and the bartender slides him a drink as he kind of just sits there for a moment while you're still conversing. Do have I noticed Gabriel come in or am I I mean I figure you you've kind of got at least half half an eye on the door the whole time even while you're talking with Glim. Um, so yeah, you okay. definitely see. Him. I I kind of excitedly like tap Glim on the hand. I say, "Oh, that's him. That's Gabriel. That's the, that's the guy who's going to teach me." Back that guy. Yeah, that's that's who the school told me to find. Oh. Yeah, Glim, you definitely see like someone who is. He looks pretty. If not rough. half in the bag, he's rough. Yeah. Like he's probably still drunk and hungover at the same time. Yeah, like I can yeah. probably smell him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's an odor. Roll yeah. for smell. <laughs> roll, roll for odor. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's right. Pungent. Yeah. Huh. Well, um, and he's a teacher. Well, I guess he studied wild magic at the school because he thought there was you know something that he could like tap into with it. But I guess they kind of also kicked him out of the school for. I mean, the lady at the school said. She didn't say he wasted his time, but I think that's kind of what she felt. Hmm. Well, you can't judge a magician by their smell, I always say. So, um, I guess I should leave you to school. It was really good to see you again. Are you going to... Maybe I'll see you back here. I'm staying here. Oh, you're staying here? Cool. I'm staying here. I'm just over at the school, but I imagine because I think this is like Gabriel's base of operations. I think we're going to be here a while. Okay, well, I'm going to, you know, go about my day, but you're my friend now. I'm going to see you again, Moot. Good luck with school. That sounds like a great plan. I'll see you later. So I'm going to, like, go out and, like, I don't know, go look at shit or whatever. There's, like, floating things. It's amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll catch back up with you. I can't wait uh, to hear what Gabriel's got going on. Uh, Moot, you, uh, you, uh, so Glim kind of says goodbye. You split ways. You, yeah. Has he moved yet from his? Um, he's taken a couple drinks, but more or less, he's been very stationary. Not really. It doesn't appear that he's looking for you particularly or anything else in the room. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's just at the bar? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll head over, uh, sidle up next to him at the bar, and, uh, say, uh, Gabriel, I'm so glad you made it. You hear a, a, a low rumble, almost like a snore. And I, I kind of tap him on the shoulder and shake him a little bit and say, Gabriel! <laughs> <coughs> It's just resting my eyes. Who are you? What? Well, well, we we met last night. My name's Moot. Um, the mm-hmm. were you the one who stole all my money? Uh, nope, definitely, definitely wasn't me. Uh, were you Zavoy the one who switched my shoes over at the school? Told me to find you. Oh. We chatted last night about wild magic. Right, you're the kid who wants to learn things, and you came back. Yeah, you told me to come back. Yeah, I did. You said meet here at noon. I've said a lot of people to meet here at noon, and they, I. I don't know. They don't come back. I mean, at least four. Anyways, so you came back. Great. You got magic in you. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's what Savoy seemed to think, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like, do, do you think you're going to be able to to help me? Yeah. Have you had a drink yet? Uh, I had some water. Had some water. Well, I asked for a lighter beer, and then he suggested water, so I just went with that. Okay, and you could have had some special stuff. I hear that's really good in the first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah, you seemed to really like that last night when I got you a couple rounds of that. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Um, okay, so we got to learn magic. Um, Out of curiosity, is that like a two-day process? How many days do you want to do it in? I mean, did we talk rates last night? Uh, no, you you just kind of sunk back into your drink and said you'd do it for free. I said I'd do it for free? Yeah, you said that you were just so excited someone had wild magic that you were you were just so into it. Make a deception check with it with advantage. Because he's drunk. <laughs> His senses aren't really keen right now. Uh, so the first one was a 16. Uh, second roll was an 11. So I'll go with the 16. Well, I I was a philanthropist at one point. So I'm probably good to teach you for free, I guess. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, I'll gladly buy a few rounds of that special stuff every now and then as a thank you. Great. Great. Okay. Um, so you said you had... Fire magic. Uh, well, the the one that manifested was like ice. It was like uh, I ice. froze people. Ice is like fire of the north. So, is winter coming? <laughs> uh, well, maybe sometime. There's seasons. Do you do I need to teach you about seasons too? No, I, I think I can handle that. Okay. So, can you show me what you got? Uh, are you? Are you sure that's safe? I don't really know what I'm doing at all. I mean, this place has been wrecked harder times than... Uh, well, I mean, I mean, it is literally a fallen over tower, so... Right? So what's the worst you could do? We can't fall it over twice. Well, I mean, I froze some... Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try. Uh, give, me, give me your beer. What are you going to do with my beer, boy? Well, I'm going to try and make it colder. All right. He slides his beer. So let's make a... How do we want to do this? Uh, Make a charisma check with disadvantage. Okay. Okay, uh, first was an add 20. Shucks. Second one is an 18. Oh, so 21. Okay. Shit, all right. Well, bam. Um, So describe, this this is going to work really well. Okay. So uh, probably better than what you're trying to do. So describe to me what happens when when this spell incurs. Uh, I I take the beer that has like some condensation on it because it's been sitting there for a few seconds while he's been drinking it. Yep. And as I touch the, the glass, you know, all of a sudden kind of frost starts forming around the edges and the bits of condensation start freezing to the glass and I kind of like look at him like I'm doing it I'm doing it and then the glass like shatters because I'm doing it too well you see you see kind of a uh, a look of hope 
and joy in his eyes as he sees the glass begin to frost. And then it shatters and like his entire body just slumps. I say, uh, bartender, can you can you pour him another one real quick? <laughs> well, you got the magic in you, boy. Um, you need to control it so that you don't waste any more goddamn drinks. Yeah, it can, I mean, that's why I want to to learn from you. I want to be able to control this. Mm hmm. OK, good. I'm going to finish this drink and then we're going to go somewhere safer away from drinks. I can't believe that you did this in this this zone of safety for drinks. This hallowed ground? I'm sorry. This I'm sorry about that. Hallowed ground. You wanted me beverages. to show you. What I tried my best. Don't listen to me. Uh, I mean, do listen to me cuz uh, I'm going to okay. teach you. But Yeah, it's a lot of conflicting messages here. Don't don't touch my drink. He takes another drink and begins to finish it. Hey there, welcome to the middle part. Had a little something hinky go on with our interlude recording, so you just got me, which is okay, because I'm here to tell you how to enter the contest. You got a few days left until June 30th when you can win a copy of Ghosts of Saltmarsh, the latest adventure module from Wizards of the Coast. And how do you do that? Well, all you have to do is share a link to this episode or another episode that you like. You can do so on Twitter with the hashtag DumbDragonCast. Or, down in the description of this episode, there's a Facebook link, or you can go right to our Facebook page, share the post to your personal page telling people how much you like us, and make a little comment on the post to let us know that you did so, and away you go. You're entered to win Ghosts of Saltmarsh. We'll make the draw on July 1st. Contest closes June 30th. Uh, we'll let the winner know via social media first, and then we'll make the announcement on next week's episode. And speaking of next week's episode, we're going to be giving you the game that Amy and I played at D&D Live 2019, The Descent. It was such a fun game and such a fun setting that I'm really looking forward to with Baldur's Gate, The Descent to Avernus or Avernus however you want to say it. Um, but we played with Saloni from Plot Hunters, Ted from Nerd Immersion, Kyle from Bombarded, and Renee from Fate and the Fable Maidens. That's coming up next week. Make sure you enter the contest before June 30th. Otherwise, let's get back to the episode. You have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, The Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking Initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. You've been sitting in your cell all day now. Merv calls over. He's like, you, you sure you're sure? That's what she said. 
You hear... Gosh. Make a perception check. Guard. Guard. What about my secret mission? Yeah, right? 17. Uh, you hear footsteps and, like, keys jingling coming from down the hall. Hello. They stop outside the door and the door opens. And you see the same guard you saw the night previous, or yesterday, yesterday, I guess. Um, Officer Tangren, and he's standing there, and he comes into the room and says... Ah, Taddy boy, Taddy boy. Is it time for my secret mission? You talk very loud about your secret mission. Yeah, there's two of us in here, for God's sakes. Yeah, I've been hearing complaints of somebody yelling out into the street. I told Murph not to do that. You hear him scoff. He's like, uh, he goes to unlock your 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 cell, um, opens it up, and then goes to unlock Murph's cell as well. He's like, "Well, are you coming?" Totally. Um, the two of you follow Officer Tangren um, back to Miss Ma'am Meow Meow's office. He opens the door and lets you in. And Miss Ma'am Meow Meow is sitting at her desk with all of your things and Merv, what you can presume are Merv's things, out on the table. Hey Merv, are those your things? Yeah. You want to trade some things later? No. no. Well, these, look at my things. Are... Uh, yeah. There's nothing to mine you want. You wouldn't do any sort of trade things. I've seen you put things up your butt. You saw nothing. Things fell out of what I can only presume was your butt. I don't want to touch any of your things. Miss Ma'am Meow Meow pipes in. She's like, look, you want to do this or what? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, Miss Ma'am Meow Meow. All right. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your things. You're going to go to Castle Never. You're going to sneak on in there to Daggle Never Embers. You're going to grab a ledger. Hey. Does he have more than one? Yes. What Good of color? you to ask. It should be a red ledger. Is there any writing on it just in case he has two red ledgers? There's going to be a symbol on it. <laughs> no. There's not going to be symbols on it. Oh. There's going to be a symbol on it. It's the symbol... Of the Never Embers. Oh, yes. And they say a picture. It says a thousand words. You know what the symbol for the Never Embers is, don't you? Of course. It's, um, it's not embers. That's for sure. Never would they put embers. No, ma'am, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the symbol is. Okay. It's, it's a, like an Oculus Singular. Like a like a looky loo? What's a looky loo? Like something you look through. Well it's no, it's just Is like it the one, one glasses? Yeah, it's like the one glasses. Ah, the one like a monocle. Sure, if that's what you call it here. Anyways, it's got that a chain that wraps around it, some fires from below. Well that's really pretentious. Right? Yeah. This is why we need this ledger. Very <laughs> pretentious. We have to bring down the pretension. I'm, I'm ready. Hold on. I'm going to write this symbol down. 
Have you been to Castle Never? Do you know how you're going to get in there? No, but I get invited to many places. Merv speaks up. He's like, I've, I've seen it. I know kind of whereabouts his office is. See, and this is why we need Merv. Can't believe you didn't want me to bring Merv. Well, good. I mean, at least one of you is worth something. So you bring the ledger back to me, and then... You hug it out, and you set me free. Us free. Is that what we agreed on? That is, yeah. Mm. So, okay, you go free. Don't worry about it. Well, hold on a second. If I come back, are you going to let me go? Yeah, absolutely. I am a cat of my word. Mm. I don't believe you, but I'm searching for for some excitement in my life. Yeah. That uh, those three walls and one bar just can't offer me. I'll take my chances at Castle Ember. Well, good. Off you go, then. Okay, thank you. I start to gather up my shit. <laughs> I she offer desk. <laughs> she watches you. I have a bag. Does anybody have a bag? Didn't you have this all on you when you came in here? Yeah, you took my bag. She holds up the bag on the desk. Yeah, that one. Start to fill it. Come on, Merv. Yeah, I'm already... Okay. All right, yeah. yeah. Castle Ember waits for no, no okay. person. Um... You are led back out into the street. Merv, I don't fully trust this. I mispronounced the castle name twice and nobody corrected me. I don't think anybody knows what's happening here. Pretty sure they're they're aware that you probably don't know what's happening. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but if all we have to do is go in and get a ledger and get out, then we might be able to hedge our bets. All right, lead the way, trusty steed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a thing to say May to your I new ride partner. You, um, you uh, follow Merv through the streets. Um, it's getting to be about dusk now, um, and he leads you to a large gate um, that surrounds Castle Never. He says, "Look, there, there it is. All right, now's your job. How are we getting in there? We knock." You're going to knock on Cat. What are you going to say when you knock on the door? He'll come to me. I love this plan. Love this plan. Do you want me to hang back, or do you want me to come in with Oh, no, no, we're partners. Great. You're right in this. Yeah. Just don't look. Don't have that look. What look? Fix your face. You're still doing it. I... Nope, that's also weird. Can you look like you have a purpose? (laughs) A little different. No, don't do weird things with your arms. Put your hands down. You look like you're hiding something. Oh, God. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Okay. So you walk up uh, to uh, the gate, and there's two guards standing at the gate to Castle Never. Good sirs or ma'am. Are they fully armored? Yes. But that's why I can't tell. What do you want? I am here on behalf of Lord Never Ember. You're here on behalf of Lord Never Ember. Yes, he said I have to come in. For what purpose? I can't believe you have, have... I, my name is Sullivan Slight. Great. Are you saying you've never heard of me? No. <laughs> I make only the best linens for all of the kings and queens and lords and ladies of the lands. Okay. 
My linen services have been requested here. Deception. 18. And nobody keeps a lininery waiting. Lord Neverember didn't say anything about linens. I'm sorry. Does he talk to you about his underwear as well? Do you know how personal a man's linens are, sir or ma'am? He goes over to a, a booth. And he says, usually he tells me if he's expecting particular individuals. Mm -hmm. uh, right here, he's he's got his shoemaker. Uh -huh. Right here, he's got his favorite cook. Mm -hmm. Right here, he's got his underwear maker. And it's not Sullivan Slight. Who does he have making his underwear, sir? Because I have been called in for linens, which I assumed included underwear as well. And if there is someone else encroaching in on my underwear game, I need I need to talk to to Lord Never Ember to tell him how much of a mistake he is making going with these other people. Lord Never Ember's not here. He's off to fight the battle against the cult of the dragon. And when he comes back and does not have a smooth set of soft, cool silk sheets to crawl into at night after he is done battling for your freedom, you can tell him. Can I, like, roll intimidation? Well, yeah, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to intimidate or persuade? I'm trying to, like... I don't know, both. <laughs> I'm trying to... Yeah, well, pick, pick which I'm, one's the best for you. Is there a convince roll? Uh, they're the same. 17. He um, looks quite taken aback. I don't, sure, tell me. I don't want to disappoint. How do you feel when you, after a hard day's work, crawl into a freshly made bed? I mean, my bed's very rarely made, but I mean, I assume it's very good. Right? Yeah. Best feeling in the world. And you want to take that away from your lord. No. no. He looks over to his friend, and his friend's like... <laughs> I'm getting involved in this, man. It's the kind of look you're getting from him. It's like, uh, uh, okay, so you, do you have, like, a card or something? Some sort of writ that says that who you are is who you say you are? Um, I have sleight of hand... Can that just mean to work, like, instead of stealing, but, like, to show something really fast, like how FBI show their badges, like, ha -boop -boop -boop. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, how do they do it? <laughs> so you're trying to show them a badge to say you're a linen maker. <laughs> you're an underwear maker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's a very strong guild. Yeah. yeah, sure. I get it. We take our job very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, perhaps, let's say you can use sleight of hand, um, but you use it too quickly. Can I, like, write, quickly backwards behind write, write a little, Write something like... official okay. sounding? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's a nat 20 plus 6. 26. No problem. Like, Merv sees you do it because he's standing behind you. But otherwise, there's... He's, like, fucking blown away by my penmanship. Blown away by this behind-the-back, like, upside-down penmanship that you're doing. Uh, but you manage to write whatever you want to write on this, uh, on this page. Um, and you go to hand it to him, and what does it say? It says, Lininary Guild of Faerun, Sir Sullivan Slight... Uh, Esquire, uh, Lininary Extraordinaire, um, 
to see Lord Never Ember's bedroom chambers in order to outfit with new linens upon his arrival. He uh, looks this over and he's. I mean, there's even like a. Somehow I got a stamp. There's, there's, on a, it. <laughs> there's like a sealed something on it. It's, it's, it looks it's to, official as fuck. It's as To him, it looks completely official. He's like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, Sir, Sir Sullivan Slight. Um, he opens the gate and uh, here's your visitor's badge. Um, Thank you. One for my associate, please. He looks to Murph and. So are you a, a linen, linen, uh, do you do linens too? Uh, yeah, I do the best linens. Untrue, he is, but a apprentice. That's the one. He's I apprentice. am an apprentice of linens. All right, hence you both your badges and ushers you towards the front gate of the Castle Never. Thank you. Of course. I won't mention it to Lord Never Ember. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for that. Sir, Sir Sullivan's like. And so you, we walk up to the. You walk up a, a long path to the front entrance, um, and the doors open for you as you get to the top there, and so you find can. yourself in Castle Never. And Merv says, "Well, uh, I didn't think we'd get past that, but um, uh, yeah, his his office is on the top top of the castle, so I guess we head up there." Okay. Are you trying to just go straight up? Or are you going sneakily? What are you trying to do? Let's okay, sneak. Let's okay. sneak. We're like, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves, but if we're there, we obviously have a 16. You stealthily um, make your way through. There's There aren't too many people kind of milling about. It is kind of later hours, so there are, are a few guards that you kind of stop and make your way past without them noticing you. Uh, Merv as well. Um, and you make your way up to um, the top of the castle, and there's a single door up at the top of the flight of stairs. Um, it's a large, carved uh, entryway, big, huge wooden door, massive silver and brass handle. As far as it goes, I'm pretty sure this is where his, his office is. Oh, I go up and I touch it, I go, ooh, this is fancy. Have you never seen a door? Now, but this one's super nice. I try the handle. It's locked. I take out my thieves tools and I pick it. Is that? Sleight of hand. Okay. 25. Damn. Right. These big dice. These big dice is crushing uh, it. So it takes you a minute um, before you kind of feel where, where the mechanism is. But I'm a very romantic tune as I do it. Uh, Merv's kind of just standing watch, um, but it takes you a minute to kind of find it, but once you do, it's like butter. Thing opens up, and you feel, feel the door open and swing open and into the room. And inside, there's a large wooden desk. There's lots of tapestries hung by the walls um, and two huge bookshelves filled with uh, different writings and scrolls. Hey, do you think if we pull on enough books, we're going to find that one of these bookshelves swings open and there's going to be a secret passageway down inside? Uh, I mean, maybe, but we should probably just find the ledger and get sure, out Sure, but here. yeah, if we have a few extra minutes, I think we should totally look for a secret passage. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe we should just kind of look around. Yeah, no, for sure. I go to the desk. Make an investigation check. Thirteen. 
Um, you rifle through some of the papers on the desk, um, and you don't find anything on top. There are four drawers along the side. I would like to go through the drawers, starting at the bottom. Uh, you pull on them, and they are locked. Oh, I have to pick these, too? Yeah. You see Merv kind of going through the books on the shelves. Words. Thirteen. It takes you a little longer with each lock as you go through, but you manage to get them. Um, and you pull open the first three uh, locked drawers. Find Starting from the uh, don't, Yeah, you don't find the ledger. You find lots of different papers and official-looking documents, um, but nothing from as far as the ledger that you're I looking for. I saw a couple smiley faces on the corners of some of the papers. The more important-looking ones. Okay, good. Noted. Do you sign your name to them, too? I do not. Sully's no dumb. No dummy. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the third one you get to, um, you manage to open up, and inside, underneath a few pieces of paper, is a ledger matching the description um, that Miss Ma'am Meow Meow gave you. Ooh, I take it out and I open it. Um, you see uh, written in uh, a language that you do not recognize. It looks like there could be uh, different subjects or names, followed by a colon and a list of different things. You can't read it, though. I have no idea what the language is. No idea. It's not something you've ever seen before. You look up. I found it! And you see Merv. He's got a few books in his hand as well. What? He's got a few books in his hand. What you got? Uh, just, just some things. You stealing? Uh, just, just some things I wanted to ke- learn and catch up on. What you stealing? I mean, there's a book on uh, fishery practices and taxes, uh-huh. um, and and the best trade routes uh, through through the canals. Uh huh. So just workbooks then. Just workbooks. You said there were three. You only told me two. Two of them are tax related. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Wow, those yeah. are boring as as all get out. I mean, that's why I'm in jail. Is like I got caught on like taxes and goods and stuff. So oh, I'm there you go. You learn up. You yeah. You don't make the same Slips mistake twice. In, I appreciate into that. Into his bag, and okay, he comes buddy. over and looks. You uh, you understand any of this? Um, I mean, no. It looks like an old language. Uh, I'm I'm kind of limited in the languages I know. I know. Yeah, but you're old. I'm not that old. Oh. How old are you? Well, that's an awfully personal question. I'm like 32. Shit. Really? Yeah. Dude. Dude hasn't aged very well. The sea has not been kind to you, my friend. No. Mm-mm. Apparently not. Um, with that, you hear a noise. Um, a loud crack coming from outside a window in the room. You see a bright purple and black light uh, come and it shines and illuminates in the window and three figures come through. They're robed. Uh, Merv. They see you and Merv's like, um, what's this? They see you, they turn to you and they draw weapons. Oh shit. What are you doing here? Who are you? They pull their arrows tighter and said, we are asking the questions. I, sn- can I make a sleight of hand to sneakily slip the book, the ledger, into my bag? Yep. Fuck. 
It's not good. Nine. What's that? What do you have there? Oh, here? Can I make another sleight of hand roll to take something different off of the desk to show them? One of them looses an arrow and it clips Merv's shoulder. <gasps> Rude! He kind of stumbles back. But you can make a sleight of hand if you want to. Oh, that's good. That's a 19, so 25. Um, I mean, he, he sees that you slipped something into your bag and now have something different in your hand. Yeah. Um, just like, no, and they move towards you and Merv. I pick up a heavy bottle of ink from the desk and I throw it in their eyes to blind them so we can escape. Okay, uh, make a straight dex check. Oh, fuck these dice. I gave you one compliment. 14. Um, yeah, you hit one of them in the face, but there, uh, there's one who's talking and appears to be the leader, and then another one is moving towards Merv, um, and he moves to grab him. But he doesn't because Merv is, like, real slippery person. Merv rolled a nat one, so he grabs... Uh, Merv and begins pulling him back towards as the other one's trying to wipe the ink from his eyes. Well, I should do something about this. They're moving back towards the portal. Oh, it was a portal. You could presume. It was a light. <laughs> You're several stories up in the air. Uh, I'm going to acrobatic, like, parkour, like, foot on the desk, foot on the chair, um, hop to grab Merv and like pull him to the side and away from the backing up to the portal. Make an acrobatics check. 13. You do that. It looks super cool. Nice. However, as you're jumping and leaping towards Merv, the one with the ink in his eyes kind of clears it just in time to see you and jumps and tackles you to the ground. You see Merv and the other one, and the person or thing who took him go through the portal, um, and the other one follows and calls to him, saying, Bring him to! So I'm tackled on the floor right now? Yeah. I'm gonna intimidate, I think. So Merv is basically a, yeah, Merv is, already through the yeah, portal. Yeah, Merv is gone. Yeah. I'm so, just working on not going through the portal myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna intimidate in a very strange way. I'm gonna, like, as, as he's got me around the waist, I'm gonna, like, hook my legs around him and like hug cuddle his face and and be like I haven't been held in so long and just like make him like super uncomfortable and like really nuzzle into his neck. I don't even know if there's a proper thing for that. Sure, so go, go go intimidate. Uh, trying to like make like, him feel physically, uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Nine. You know, I, I I think you make him feel uncomfortable enough to try and, like, pry you off and give some space between you and him before he starts to move back towards you. No, but it was so nice. <laughs> so you have space between him, the door's behind you, the portal is off to the other side of the room, uh, both the other assailants have walked through with Merv. If, if I turn to run, will he get any sort of, okay, No, I'm, we're in a skills check, not a Okay, not a I'm gonna make an athletics check then to run, Sure, I guess. Fuck me. Three. Have I forgotten how to run? Uh, well, we'll say it's an acrobatics because athletics is strength. Well, acrobatics is four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you turn to run um, and uh, you feel this guy has jumped and has grabbed your ankle and you fall to the ground and he is now trying to pull at your legs. 
Um, I, as I'm being pulled, so we're like midway to the door. Yeah, you're kind of almost at the door. Like you could, in theory, you were like a few feet from it. He's now got you, he's laying on the ground as well, and he's like pulling at your legs. Okay, um, I think I might have to attack this poor guy. However, he's not a poor yeah, guy. that poor guy—you're a level portal. one oh, character. Will be when dude. I'm done with him. I have a crowbar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what kind of attack? Like, obviously, whacking him, and I'm well, gonna it's gonna be plus your strength modifier. But what kind of which is huge because you're a halfling, so it's yeah. like yeah, it's my yeah, one. Go down. What kind of weapons proficiencies do you have? Click um, on. Uh, weapon. Sword, simple right weapons, here. yeah, that would count as a simple weapon. So you plus proficiency, so it would be plus one to it to attack. Okay. Twelve. Yeah, you clock him in the head. Good. Uh, hard enough to kind of stun him, um, but you have a straight shot to the door now. I run. Uh, you make your way down the door. You don't hear him kind of calling. You see, you look up as you're kind of rounding these stairs. You see the purple and black light go out. Um, and you make it down to the bottom, and then you hear a bell ringing. Loud and echoing down through the chamber as you leave the front door, and you see the two guards turn to you, drawing their weapons, and they say, What's going on in there? I, I stop running, and I casually stroll over to them. And I say, Are you aware that there are people portaling in to the castle and stealing... Linenaries? I don't really care about the linenaries, but if there's portals like we saw it... Yeah. One of them begins to run in, the other one goes back to the gate to stand watch, uh, stand guard, um, and you hear a commotion inside, uh, but you, as of right now, are free to carry on. Okay, I carry on out of there. You make your way out into the main street. Um, You're walking down the street back towards wherever you're going. I'm, he- I'm headed to the first bar I see. Okay. That was very stressful. Uh, Sully hasn't had a drink in I don't know how long he's been in that prison. Uh, you make it to a building where there looks to be a lot of people gathering. There's no real sign outside. Um, but as you're walking in, you come face to face with a rather tall um, and imposing dragonborn. For the love of Pete, you're big. I am pretty big. You are a little bit smaller than me, though. Yes. Yes, that is. that was implied. That was implied. Make a perception check, Lynn. Well, I mean, I have a plus one, so that's a problem. Wait, am I perceiving that he's smaller than me? Just some spatial awareness. Uh, it's an 18. Um, so you hear bells ringing off in the castle, off which you throughout your travels and speaking with people in the city have come to know as Castle Never. Um, You notice that Sully may have a tinge of panic behind the eyes, um, but you also see a very um, like the bag that Sully is carrying. You don't know Sully, but the bag that this halfling is carrying um, is kind of half open and there's a very impressive looking book inside. Hmm... Hmm. Well, we've been staring at each other for a little bit, so I feel inclined to ask you your name. Okay. That's socially thing. That's a social thing. What's your name? Uh, I'm Glim. Who are you? The name's Sullivan Slight. Hi. You can call me Sully. Oh, thanks, Sully. Um, 
It looks like... I'm hearing a lot of noise and commotion. Sounds like they might be looking for something important. And I, like, make a significant glance down toward his bag. Really? Because I thought those were party bells. See, I'm new here in the city. I literally just got out of prison. Uh, wrongfully accused, mind <laughs> you. Um, and I was just looking to... Do you know where there's, like, a good place we can sit down and have a beer? I assume we're at the Fallen Tower. Are we? Or, like, near the Fallen Tower? Was that where uh, the people were gathering? You're, you're, you're on another side of the city, so you're at a different uh, tavern oh. to be named. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, I'm staying at a, a nice place, but it's it's a long way away. Why don't we should just... Do you want to maybe sure, have a you're drink? from here? I just got here. Just uh. last night. Whoa. Well, tell me about your travels. The songs Nowhere Land, Loopster, Marty Gotza Plan, Virtutes Instrumenti, and Anguish are by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Licensed under Creative Commons by attribution, visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. Songs Lowly Tavern Bard and Lowly Tavern Bard 3 are by Technoax, royalty-free music. Visit technoax.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by attribution, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Maybe I'll ask my good friend, Melania. No, just kidding. Do you want to make up a name? (laughs) Because that is not what it's going to be. Too political. Guys, it's easy. Moot is just Tom backwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I didn't even put together when I named the character that. And then I was like, oh, all right. That's I saw fantastic. it on like the screen and I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Sure like that. did that. I'm changing my yep. character name to Alrak. <laughs> and that's a good character name. Iman. That's awesome. Yeah, Iman. Alrak is totally. Yeah, see, these are all D&D names. These are great. My dwar- I got to write these down. Here. <laughs> these will be key characters later. Love. So Definitely. Big players. Well, they might. You never know. You Can never know with us. <laughs> That's also a really good point, Tom. Giant dice. Roll the 16. Add my bonus. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> it was a really good bonus, bonus, you guys. All of a sudden, I'm Spider-Man. Uh, what time of the morning is it? Uh, it's probably fairly early. Um, we'd say, you know, seven-ish. Okay, well, I'm supposed to meet uh, What's-His-Nuts at noon, correct? <laughs> Your inspiring mentor? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one. Oh, What's-His-Nuts? Oh, What's-His-Nuts. Yep. Old Drunk McGee. Calls to you and says, uh, you found everything okay. I can't remember if that was her voice, but it is now. Oh, she's got a lot of Irish going Yeah, they, they sometimes do. <laughs> you guys are so fucking sweet. And I feel like Sully's going to come in Sully. and just like That's why we fuck need this Sully. shit up. We're like, all, it's yeah. going to be adorable, 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 friendship, love. Keistered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to suck all that adorableness like right up my bum. Right up your keys. This is why we need this ledger. Very pretentious. We have to bring down the pretension. I'm, I'm ready. Hold on. I'm going to write this symbol down. I mean, you've heard of toppling the patriarchy. Wait till you try to topple the pretension. 
Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. (laughs) I mean, you could like up the energy a little bit. You could up the energy. I actually don't take notes. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. (laughs)